Welcome to the Red Letters Podcast. In this podcast, we'll explore topics that can be life-transforming while delivering a message of hope. So, Tony, Ida, today on Red Letters, we're going to be talking about mental discipline. How excited are you guys about talking about this? I am hyped. <laughs> Most people don't like that D word. <laughs> no, right? Because discipline, I guess, means something bad to a lot of people. Well, I think discipline in itself, I know we're talking about the mind and it all really kind of starts from there because yeah. how you prepare your mind can dictate what you walk out in life. Even though it could be seen as something negative, it's something super positive if you know how to use it for your benefit mm -hmm. and to help lay down a foundation for yourself and where you want to go. Exactly. In yeah, life, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so there is there's actually a book I got to give credit to my nephew who's not here, uh Sean Rios, <laughs> but he he gave me this book and it's really really good and it has a lot of information on how if you're trying to change your life, if you're trying to do better in life, if you're trying to become successful in any area of your life, it starts with mental discipline because it starts by changing the way that you think, changing the way that you talk in order to become this person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. So if you're a person that likes to wake up late every day, and, but you want something out of life. You you want this job and most jobs start at nine o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. Then you have to discipline yourself to start waking up at an earlier time. But how do you do that? Well, it comes by practice. So we have to start practicing. We have to write some goals for our, ourselves and then we have to follow those goals. Discipline too. I think when you when you turn around and you actually have a vision of where you want to go in life, yes. it's easier to incorporate discipline because you have an end goal in mind. But if you don't have an end goal and you're just living day to day, you're normally not going to be somebody who's disciplined. Mm -hmm. And I think those are two ways of looking at it and being disciplined and, and saying, hey, I'm going to make these necessary changes. There's a book that I read called The Compound Effect. I forgot the author, but he was talking about the little changes you make even though they seem so minimal, the little changes you make at the end of the year is a big deal. It's yeah. like a huge change, mm -hmm. but you're just chipping away at it day by day. And it was just saying all the different things that you could do to change, just like, you know, like you said about, um, we'll just use the example of waking up. Some right. people don't want to wake up at a certain time because there's no goal for the day, right. much less your life. But turning around and having to... I mean, being willing to offset that, meaning, okay, you want to get up earlier, so why don't you go to bed earlier? Yeah. You know, because that's a conversation I have with some people. They don't want to do the going to bed earlier, right. so they won't ever get up earlier. You know, you have to offset your, make the adjustments in your life so that you could bear more fruit in your life. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, I love to watch boxing only because I, my husband loves it. So I actually really enjoy boxing, but I wonder how much a boxer uses mental discipline. Mm. And, and the reason I say this is because they focus on getting in shape with their body. And I, I've told, that I've offered this to my husband, like, I would love to go talk to these um, boxers because he goes to the gym and actually like have them work on their mind because how bad do you want this? And they're working and they're very disciplined with the body. They, they do the exercise, the uh, rigorous exercise where they're constantly out there. They're doing all this running uphill, down. Like to me, it's too much, mm -hmm. but I get it. But why didn't they win the fight? Mm -hmm. So it's like, because did they believe they could win the fight? And where was their mind at? Mm -hmm. The physical looks good and it looks like they can do it but at the end of the day and i know not everybody's gonna win but when you train right 
and you use all your body, including the mental, are you not going to meet your goals? Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Uh, we have a football player in here, and he could probably tell us more about what <laughs> mental discipline is and how do you apply it to your everyday life because it, it carries over. It's not just going to be on the football field. Am I, am I correct? Here, it's going to be in every area of your life that you decide to use it. Mm-hmm. And right before we introduce him, I just want to touch on that boxing topic super quick because oh, yeah. I just heard this the other day. And actually, it was the second time I heard it, I was reminded of it. But Mike Tyson, when he was in the boxing ring, he was a terror. People mm-hmm. almost one didn't knew they weren't going to probably last a round or two rounds with this guy because he was such an animal in the ring. But the, the one guy that he turned around and lost to was a guy named Buster Douglas. Mm-hmm. Well, Buster Douglas, he turned around and he was the only person that ever got knocked out by Tyson and got back up. Right. And they went and asked him, they said, man, how did you get back up? Not one other person ever did. And he said, I had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. He goes, the choice was my mother told me that I was going to be world champion someday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And, yeah, she, me chills. <laughs> and she just passed away two days ago. Oh yeah. I so because she passed away two days ago, he had to make the choice. Am I going to let my dream die with my mom mm, or am I going to get up and discipline my mind to get my mind right so my body could stand up and go one more round? Right, right. He ends up beating Mike Tyson, yeah. but he attributes it because of something his mom said that it was a, a, a mindset yeah. that he chose to capture mm-hmm. and walk out in his life. Yeah. I could be world champion. Exactly. I can be world champion. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So today's guest, we have my son, Dominic Gudino, as one of the guests regarding discipline because he's had to walk out some of this even on the football field. Pleasure to be here. When I first think of discipline and mental discipline, I think of, I kind of had initially a um, misconstrued idea in thinking that <coughs> mental toughness was the same as mental discipline mm, Okay. in the way that I thought that. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And okay. when I think of mental toughness, I always thought of like, you're going to get yelled at, you're going to get your butt chewed out. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to get beaten to a pulp at some point yeah. in time. But like, like my dad said, you're going to get yourself up. I think yeah. that's mental toughness. I think the idea of how um, Buster Douglas, when he got knocked down, I think the discipline is what helped him prepare for that fight and what allowed him to get to the point where he was able to get in the ring with Mike Tyson. But his mental toughness was what allowed him to, to allow him to be able to get knocked down and get back get up. Get back hmm. up, yeah. Um, when it comes to the idea of mental discipline, I was always, when it comes to the power of the mind initially, mm-hmm. there was a lot of research in the sense of your brain will tell your body to stop working and it'll basically like tell yourself that you're out of the like gas in the tank because in high school I did this Navy SEAL training and they're one of the biggest on mental toughness and mental discipline, things like that. One of the things that they said is that your mind will always tell you that you don't have enough when your body still does. Your, Your mind will always try to protect yourself and hold yourself back because it thinks that you're about to push yourself off the cliff Mm -hmm. but in all reality you've got 25 percent more in the tank that you just need to be able to untap when it comes to mental discipline i think it comes down to just the ability to really just kind of hone back in on what's important and Mm -hmm. what you're doing it for and that purpose because if you don't have a purpose that mental discipline is all for not it's built on a on sand but yeah, that's so for you when you were um, out in the field and training, obviously you have to train the physical body. Right. But there was th- there was something you would hear in your head that said, I have to be the best at what was your position? I'm sorry. Uh, offensive line. So I, OK, yeah. so you had to be the best at that because you're protecting somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just the physical body. It was the mental saying, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm equipped to do this. You had already made up your mind that I'm going to be the best at what I'm doing because I have to protect somebody. Yeah. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. 
that's where the mental mental discipline comes in. That he had already made up his mind when you took that you when you stepped into that field. I don't care who's coming; they're not going to get past me. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where the mental discipline is. It's you, you train the physical body because when it comes to what you were doing, you have to be tough um, physically, but also you have to be tough mentally. You have to be able to take out the opponent mm-hmm. just like in boxing. I would think. And, and you can't be you can't be confident in yourself without being prepared. And uh-huh. I feel like without being properly prepared, you can yeah. never have mental toughness, mental discipline. discipline like yeah. you, you need to. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Perfect practice. Oh, good. And so that was the idea that I had is that if I don't visualize, because we would do these things, uh, EDDs, everyday mm-hmm. drills, super annoying, basic stuff where mm-hmm. it, it was back to Pop Warner football, where you're literally taking your steps in the beginning of the day. But it was so crucial to start the day because you weren't doing your football stuff for what, 24 hours yeah. in that span. And being an offensive lineman, we were doing so many things that are unnatural in the sense of like you're told you need to be in a squatter position, back yeah. back pedal, mm-hmm. and stop somebody that's 320 plus pounds running full speed at your face. Oh my goodness, yeah. And you have to feel confident that you can stop him. That you can stop, yeah. <sighs> and so that was the thing is like those little steps, I had to visualize, okay, this is somebody standing here. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing all this. And then when I got into the game, it didn't make sense until I think probably like my third or fourth year into college when the game literally just started slowing down. Oh, okay. And it was because I started realizing that like I was visualizing these game time moments while I was practicing and visualizing these outcomes before I had ever even gotten to the point where I can perform them. Oh, okay. And I had visualized. That's good. I mm-hmm. visualized being in football. We have uh, situational drills. And so like we'll practice a two minute drill mm-hmm. once or twice a week. And usually nine out of 10 times you don't use it during a game. Right. And it's not going to be super crucial, but coaches prepare their team for those situations. Because I remember, I think it was my sophomore year, we played at Arizona State University. We were down three points or something like that. And we had just gotten the ball back with like a less Less than two minutes left all the way back and on our side of the field and going back to that two minute drill that we had practiced a hundred times in the off season in the fall right. and walkthroughs and things like that and we just thought okay like this is annoying because we're running and it's against air we don't know yeah. how to do this stuff but it's all those little things like you don't realize that preparation yeah. allows you to be confident in your mental capability and allows yeah. you to rely on your mental discipline because you've disciplined yourself prior to prior needing it the actual game time that you said so, i'm so sorry no no Chris. you said so you said basic stuff and i think a lot of people tend to overlook the basic stuff you've gone i'm sure you've gone through physical therapy Mm -hmm. okay and uh when you're in physical therapy the doctor or the physical therapist will tell you i need to do i need you to do this for example something that you're never going to use in life but it's building a muscle that you can't see that's going to help you in the long run Mm -hmm. once you get out there doing whatever it is that you're going to do that comes into play so for like um they make me do these exercises in physical therapy where i'm rolling something up a wall and i hate him so much but he tells me mary do you know that you don't use this muscle as much but it's building and when you do physical therapy it's going to build and strengthen that so for when we talk about mental discipline it's those little basic things that we tend to not think about because it's like they're so basic i'm really never gonna need this yes because you're building it you're strengthening it and when it comes to being on the field and when i i'm using field metaphorically because when it comes to doing life you're going to need those basic skills that you learn that you thought were so 
mundane. Like, why do I need this? It's like, you needed it because right here, it's where it's going to come into play. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you mentioned basic, basic stuff, because I think a lot of us think that way and we have to change our thinking and we have to change. And, and I'll use another example with money. A lot of people say, I can't save any money. Well, I don't have any. Well, if you have $3, save a dollar. And then if, if you make $10, save a dollar out of that because you do have the money. You just don't want to do the basic, which is saving that $1 because your mind says, I won't have enough. But what if your mind instead said, well, if I save it now, I'll have more and it keeps building. Mm -hmm. Just like that little muscle we didn't think we needed in physical therapy. Just like what your coach was telling you. And you think in the moment, it's so basic. But when you got out there, it all came into play. It all came, it all came full circle. Mm -hmm. Yes. So thank I you. I think for that. that discipline too, I, I think we kind of said it without saying it, but there's a thing called muscle memory that you're actually oh. building in the process because you do it so repetitive and you're yeah. intentional about the practice behind the scenes and the day to day so that when you need to do it, your, your muscle memory can pull that uh -huh. without you having to actually think it becomes more of a reflex because yes. of all the discipline you put into it mm -hmm. so muscle memory is a big deal regarding discipline because yes. it, 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 it's uh it's almost it's muscle memory think about it you're you're building that muscle of that particular event or what you're practicing because you might need it at mm -hmm. a certain time and it, you could retract that and have it apply right when you need it most so it's your conditioning yeah. the mental the conditioning mental, is another yeah, good word uh, discipline yeah yeah, that's really good. What were some of the biggest challenges you had, Dominic, regarding uh, disciplining yourself? Because you could always turn around and do what's expected of you or the coach tells you this, this and that. But at some point, what separates the OK people from the great people is the people that turn around and choose to discipline themselves. You, in other words, hey, coach, I appreciate it. I'm doing everything you're doing, but I'm going beyond that when I don't have to. And when you're not looking, I'm still doing that. And, and let me add to that question, yeah. Tony. Also, can you, and I'm not asking you to throw anybody in there. Did you notice as some of the people, the, I can't, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not as strong. Like if what Tony said, and then with this, like comparing yourself to the person that's mentally disciplined, as opposed to the person that says I'm going to be on the field, however, doesn't believe in himself. I don't know if you had situations like that. Oh yeah, definitely. Because these are your teammates and you're, you're, your your life also depends that they're able to do their part. Yeah, you're in okay. the trenches with them. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons why I love offensive line specifically is mm -hmm. because you had five guys working as one. Like oh, okay. offensive yeah. line was one position, but in that one position, there's five different individuals making up that core offensive line. Okay. You have a left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. Mm -hmm. And all five of those guys need to see the same picture oh. every single time and know that the other person next to them is got doing their the back same thing. and doing okay. the exact same thing, seeing the same thing without having to communicate too much. Because when it comes to my dad's question mm -hmm. in the sense of um, the disciplining yourself, I think that that was kind of something that I had ingrained in myself kind of earlier on in high school because I was always mm -hmm. told that I wasn't tall enough. And oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was, believe it or not, I was, I was, I was short for my position. I was very undersized. I was told by a lot of the coaches that I was training with that I was going to need to be the smartest guy on the field. I need to be the fastest guy on the field. I, I need to set myself apart 
yeah. in some way because I knew that I wasn't going to pass that eye test. Oh, okay. And um, that was the thing that I saw. I had people that were my peers. I knew 110% that they were not putting in as much effort as me. Okay. But because God had just blessed them with physical, yeah, <laughs> like the physical yeah. height and just yeah. ability, mm-hmm. just naturally, they just didn't have to work as hard to go as far. Oh, okay. And that was one of those things that um forced me to be kind of hyper aware of my performance. And one of the things that I'm kind of bringing back an old memory of me mm-hmm. and my dad is when, when I first started playing football, he had told me, I think later on, like high school, like midway high school towards junior, senior year. I remember this because it stuck in my head. He, he had basically apologized for me or for being jealous of the other parents uh, in Pop Warner because I wasn't quarterback, running back or things oh, like that. Because okay. uh-huh. he didn't he didn't really understand an offensive lineman and how it was important. And I, oh, okay. to be honest, I didn't either as a kid. I just, time, yeah. it was always the biggest kid got put on the O-line because they <laughs> right, yeah. could stand Can block in front of people. Something, yeah. 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 And it was one of those things that my dad told me, he was like, he was like, I basically opened up his eyes to the importance of football or offensive line. He said that he he can now cheer for me as I block because he knows like what to look for because I've showed him how much it means to me as an offensive lineman. It kind of put it in perspective because I didn't realize how much discipline it took myself because being an offensive lineman, you're like the AC, you're you're only noticed when you're not working. And and it was one of those things like you always got, you were always blamed for the bad games and you never got praised for the really good games because the quarterback was always throwing the great ball and Yeah. Wide receivers are catching them and everything. And you just kind of had to be your own biggest fan, but also your biggest critic, too. Right. And that's what kind of helped me going forward. So I don't think that was a huge issue when it came to athletics, but it definitely was hard outside of athletics because I didn't have a coach telling me, hey, you have to do this. You have to be here 15 minutes early. You have to Mm -hmm. do this and this and this because you got to meet these schedule requirements. Now that I'm outside of college and outside of football, it was pretty hard for me to adjust because I didn't have a set day-to-day schedule. I I had to now almost create my own discipline now and be my own coach because now I'm on my own. Not that I don't have my parents or anything like that, but in adulting life, like you are responsible for your responsibilities. Like yeah, exactly. You're an individual. You are, you're going to take the blame if your life goes whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever happens. Like that. Yeah. And okay. you don't have a coach to be like, oh yeah, he told me to do this. Like I, I did everything correct and it still went bad. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think that was one of the big realizations that mental discipline goes way beyond just athletics and things yes. like that because how you approach the little things in life is mm-hmm. how you approach everything in everything life. Everything mm-hmm. in life. So good. And yeah. that was one of the things that I had to realize because I didn't put the same effort into my day-to-day life as I did my athletic life. Oh, okay. My mm. my spiritual and relationship with God like had definitely suffered throughout my high school and college years, years. because I had drawn myself and enveloped myself and, and, Total focus and tied myself into football. That I that was my identity. Okay. And I kind of shared, um, I've shared this a few times and me and Kinley had talked about this a lot. Your fiance. Kinley's your fiance <laughs> yeah, my now? My fiance. Yes. Um, <laughs> she basically was the one that kind of pushed it a little bit into focus because my last two years of football, mm-hmm. I ended up rupturing the flexor tendon on my snap hand. As, an, as a center, you need your hand. So I couldn't play the 2020 season COVID year. Mm-hmm. And then 2021, the next season, literally the first day back, I got cleared fully from my hand surgery. Oh, nice. We went and um, we were doing a summer conditioning and it was the last thing of the day. We were doing some burpees into a sprint mm-hmm. and I landed for my last burpee and I felt like I had gotten shot in the back no. of my ankle and my Achilles wow. completely snapped. That was going to be out. I was out for another surgery literally mm-hmm. the next morning. 
And so after that, I was out and literally football was taken away from me. Oh, goodness. When I thought I was going to be ready to go professional, I thought I was going to be getting ready for the draft and pro day and all those things were in my head. And then God was like, Hey, can't do this without me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that so was like good. one of those things I was like, <laughs> I, I was trying so hard. I put everything into, into football. It, like yeah. I, I, I felt like I was doing everything right, mm-hmm. but in all reality, I didn't have that. You didn't put the source ahead of I everything else. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I, oh. and I realized that it was, it was almost God kind of pulling me by my ear because yeah. it was like, you can't do this on your own. Mm-hmm. You can't. Oh, that's so and, good. And it, it sounds like early on when you said that you didn't have the size and for, you know, a blind and you weren't, you know, as tall and as big as you were supposed to be. It's almost like you, you had like, you had to overcompensate one, but mm-hmm. then you almost had to play with the chip on your shoulder to get that edge to, you know, get to where you needed to be. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a statement that the rock says often, and I just want your thoughts on that, where he turns around and and it's regarding discipline as well but he says that i choose to be the hardest worker in the room and i remember watching an interview of him and the the lakers at one point and he was turning around and he was kind of cursing and saying not one of you blankety blank blank blanks will outwork me Mm -hmm. he goes i don't care i'll get up before you i'll get i'll go to bed later than you i'm gonna work harder you in between those two times you won't be able to touch the effort that i'm bringing forth how true do you think that is and have you ever had to kind of pick up that mentality yeah i think that's 100 percent true i definitely had to pick up that mentality in high school for sure i definitely lost a little bit of focus in college because i just was not focused but when it came to high school I definitely had to adopt that mentality because i had like i said i had people that were six foot five in the school that was next to me that was not putting in anywhere near as much work and he had already i think like four or five scholarship offers to like division one schools i'm like what the heck just because of the way he (laughs) got it just because he had the uncoachable so you can't coach height and weight and all that good stuff yeah Mm -hmm. like that was the realization that like i need to set myself apart in the work ethic Mm -hmm. but i forgot who i heard this from always realize that there's someone out there doing what you're doing Five minutes earlier, mm-hmm. one extra rep. They're yeah. doing one extra set. They're doing thirty minutes extra, whatever they're doing. They're they're watching just an hour more of film than you. And with that mentality, it was like I need to beat that person. I need to make sure that I'm that over prepared person because if I did that, mm-hmm. I would be allowed to go into a game with the confidence that I can that I could beat anybody who is in front of me. Right. But also have the chip on my shoulder and the realization that at any point in time, this is a game that I can be beat. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to be set in stone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the aspects of like outworking people is that it helps you so much in the in the actual performance aspect and when you need to actually perform. So if you don't have that work ethic, I think it's a lot harder to be that prepared. But with, like how The Rock said, like mm-hmm. if you have that confidence that you know that you're gonna outwork everybody that is in the room, then you and I I I, I follow him and I I see how he he has his iron paradise yeah. and. The dude definitely out, the dude works hard. Yeah. And that's one of the things, like, I don't think I could say that he's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Because exactly, yeah. he, he, he's he dominating industries. Yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> the dude, the dude went from University of Miami playing football to not having a football career to then going to uh, the WWE and then out of nowhere going to acting. And then now he's doing all different types of stuff. And yeah. then the dude is 
a Swiss army knife of, of, yeah. of, of all types. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. But I don't think it's because God gave it to him. No. I think it was because God gave him the work ethic, the mentality, the, the, mental, the mental discipline, discipline mm-hmm. to, go to be able to it. be like, okay, even if I don't know how to do it, I know who to reach out to. I know who I need to, to follow bring around with. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. who you allow in your circle is who what you allow become. yourself to become. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was that whole saying, like, show me who you're, uh, show me are. your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So a hundred percent a person needs to be there a hundred percent and give a little extra more for mental discipline to be in place so you can win and even when you don't win because there's somebody else out there you know doing just the extra or whatever but if you really want to become the best at anything you got to give it a hundred percent so like i asked you earlier when you were working alongside other individuals and you noticed that they were very negative because it happens like mm-hmm. in the field. How was there with the game impacted working alongside with someone who was negative? So they didn't have the mental discipline. They might have had the physique, but they didn't have the mes- mental discipline. Mm-hmm. Or your interaction with them. Yeah, or your interaction yeah. with them. Well, I think more often than not, you only realize those people in specific situations. And oh, okay. for me in football, it was always when you were down. Like, mm-hmm. and you were, you were down by a touchdown left and you had one last chance to score. You could tell who really believed it and who didn't oh, yeah. by mm-hmm. looking at them. Right. Okay. You could just tell. Mm-hmm. And I've been a part of some really special teams that were able to have some pretty awesome years. Unfortunately, we didn't win the championship, but we got all the way to the championship That's good, yeah. when there was a lot of things that we shouldn't have <laughs> made yeah. it all the way up there. We, sh- we should have lost a lot more games, right. but you could tell because we had the the work that we put in the off season. You could just look at the, those guys and when we did lose and we did have those shortcomings because it was no, by any means, it was not perfect. We didn't have that comeback seed, like that last second drive where we score and we win because I was on the losing side of the champ. I've never won a championship in my entire athletic mm-hmm. career that's one of my big uh, unfortunate like look backs mm-hmm. is that i would never won a championship but um, you're in some of the games <laughs> I, I, I played in, I play, I played in yeah, like yeah. three or four championships never been able to say that i won any of them mm-hmm. but i think that comes down to just like those are the moments where you realize that like that other team that you were playing or something like that that like they just had the that group that unit that it was just yeah. sometimes it's just their time to win sometimes mm-hmm. it, we just weren't prepared i've been in parts of games where we just knew that that week of practice we just didn't believe right like we didn't think that we were going to win we didn't think that we needed to prepare as hard and you realize that we had a bad uh thing with our offense when i was there oh, at college okay. was that we we played to our opponent's level oh wow. so if okay. we were playing against mm. stanford mm-hmm. we were gonna you were gonna realize that we came monday through thursday and friday we had a different mentality throughout practice oh, wow. how okay. we approached everything mm-hmm. the hits the, the the intensity in practice was completely different mm-hmm. but then We'd go against a smaller team that was not as high caliber. Oh, okay. Then and then it would still be a super close game because we decided that we to didn't need to bring. Level. Yeah, ah. we didn't need to You're prepare. Your as well. A yeah. game. <laughs> didn't bring the A game. And, yeah. And so I was definitely. I couldn't say that I wasn't part of that because mm-hmm. I definitely had had experience where like, oh yeah, these this is an easy game. We should beat yeah. them. We should blow them out of the water. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, they come out swinging up on twenty one zero on us, and I'm like. How the heck did that How happen? How did that happen? And it's because we just didn't prepare and we mm-hmm. didn't believe, we didn't take it serious. We, we didn't do anything with it with a good intent. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. All anyway. right. Any last thoughts before we wrap up? I do. I, one okay. really quick. Uh, Romans 12, 2, it says that uh, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but to be renewed 
by the be renewed be, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Thank you. I, I knew you know it. <laughs> to be transformed by to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So that's mental discipline in itself. And what that means to to me, it's this. I wanted to be somebody new, but I had to give it a hundred percent of this new stuff. Mm-hmm. And what that new stuff was, the God stuff. So mental discipline me meant I have to fill myself up with that, and it's not going to happen overnight. And the way that in the book it explains it, and um, Dom talked a lot about it a, b- a little bit. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. <laughs> I already butchered the sister earlier. <laughs> it was like the basic stuff. So he talks about a, a stonesmith or a, a guy who works with big rocks. And he said that one guy was sitting there watching this guy working and he's with this big old hammer and he's hitting this huge stone. And he said, that seems like such a meaningless job. Why would you do that? He's not doing anything. And he would hit it every day. He went into work and he was doing the same thing, hitting the rock in the same spot. Mm. But when it came to the time, he said, I wouldn't do it again. And the guy who used to, who was working on it, he said, I always know that on the hundredth hit, it's going to break open. And what does that mean? Sometimes you have to make do a hundred little steps. It's mm-hmm. going to take doing it a hundred times. It's going to take believing in yourself more than just saying it. It's at, walking it out because with that one last hit, it, it may be a hundred hits. It may be a hundred mornings that you wake up and you say something different to yourself where you start believing leaving it when it's going to break and that old new is gone and that new you that god created to be within you starts to surface so that's mental discipline at at its best but it takes with the it starts with the basic stuff Mm -hmm. and then you build up to become this great whatever it is that you want to do yeah and as we go ahead and wrap up another thought that i had too is you could turn around and have talent you could have the gifting you could have all of that but if you don't have discipline you're gonna fall short at some point you're not gonna accomplish what your 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 life might be set up to accomplish you have to have the drive you have to have the the tenacity to to go the extra mile and i know we've said be do 100 percent, but it's probably going to require even more where your 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 body says 100 percent, your mind says i'm you know you need to put in 110 we can go a little you more, know yeah. and and if you go through life and i know we were talking about sports and football and stuff like that but it doesn't matter what what category or what you're chasing in life if you have the the audacity to turn around and believe that someone's ready to somebody's working behind the scenes trying to take your spot you'll live different you'll make right choices you'll do things that you probably wouldn't have done otherwise if you realize somebody's chasing somebody wants to take your spot and eliminate your position so if you go through life not in a bit i'm not talking in a bitter way but more of an inspirational way for you to go as hard as you can and keep running and chasing until you surpass even your own ideas doesn't matter how many times you fall down exactly get back up (laughs) and keep on going Mm -hmm. it actually there was a statement that said um People overestimate what they could do in a year and underestimate what they could do in 10. Mm. And that's basically just Mm. don't feel like everything's going to happen right away. Exactly. It's going to take time. It's going to take investment. And then you see that. That fruits. The fruits. There you go. As a perfect closing comment, thank you for joining us on this week's Red Letters. Take care. We'll see you next week. Mm.